Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. This is Charles Laux, and uh, I guess we'll call this the Thanksgiving edition of our podcast this week. Uh, we have a very special guest uh, talking about technology today. We're going to be talking about navigating your path through your uh, career, especially in the early years of your teaching career, and juggling life uh, as an orchestra director and as a parent. So uh, our guest today is Rachel Woods. Uh, Rachel is uh, the orchestra director at Irma Rangel Young Women's Leadership School in Dallas, Texas. Uh, this is her seventh year teaching. Uh, Rachel and I go way back because uh, when I was a professor at the university at Kennesaw State, uh, she was one of my students and one of my advisees. And uh, I'm super proud of the work that she has done and and uh, where she's you know come uh, as we go th- as you know. She navigated through her career and uh, overcome obstacles and um, just now she's a parent. So there's so many great things to be proud of, Rachel. So, Rachel, welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It was really cool um, to be able to catch up uh, a little bit at TMEAs. before COVID and, and things like that to see kind of what you're, what you're doing and where you're going. And so tell us um, a little bit about your, your current teaching situation. Then maybe we can backtrack and uh, talk about where you were, but tell us about your current teaching situation and all about your school and all the great things you're doing. Yeah. So this is my first year at Irma Rangel Young Women's Leadership School. Um, it's the first public all girls school in the state of Texas. And oh. um the number two high school in our state, I think number 15 in the nation. Wow. So it's a very, it's a sixth through 12th grade, um, like academic magnet and, um, very high achieving girls. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really great to get to know these, um, students and it's a much different environment than I've ever been in, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm really liking the, the challenge, I think. Yeah, so uh, this is your first time at a school like this, uh, like a magnet school, correct? So, mm-hmm. what was what were some of the major differences? Um, you know, you could elaborate on the positives and the, the things that you you miss about being at a quote unquote regular school. Uh, what are some <laughs> of the things that that you you know in comparison? It's I I was telling my friends I blew through like three weeks of lesson plans in two days. <laughs> Wow! Because I had been accounting for, I've only taught junior high before mm-hmm. and reg, regular junior high. Yeah. And so the amount of time it takes you to explain the directions and like execute what you're doing <laughs> took way longer. And then I was like sitting there like basically twiddling my thumbs at the end of two days. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to keep up with you guys. Um, so that's been, you know, being able to take things to a higher level 
more quickly. So I'm like, I'm kind of struggling to keep up with them. Right, right. Well, it it sounds like that's a, a pro- kind of a good problem. I mean, better than yes. the opposite way where, you, you know, three weeks of lesson plans takes you nine weeks to get through. But um, mm-hmm. that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So uh, these kids are special. Uh, you know, they all, I guess, apply to be at the school. They have to have certain academic uh requirements? Yes. The way it was described to me was um, when they go through the recruitment process for Dallas ISD has so many magnets, but what, mm. what our, the principal says is they're looking for those girls in the fifth grade that are like the top of their class, always on top of their work, like stereotypical, like teacher's pet kind of um, <laughs> yeah. go get our fifth grade girls and they bring them all to Rangel and just push them really, really, really hard. And they rise to the challenge. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so you teach six through 12. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's a lot uh, of planning. And, and how many classes is that? I have two classes of beginners and like Dallas ISD is the start, the start point for orchestra is kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some schools that start in the second grade at the um, Montessori academies. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, a couple of pockets where they still do fourth and fifth grade. But I am um, actually finding at Rangel, I'm starting beginners in seventh and eighth grade. Oh, wow. So okay. I've got two beginning classes that are middle school only. And then a non-varsity and varsity middle school group. And then non-varsity and varsity high school group. Got it. Okay. So uh, it's pretty much a full day. And uh Yep. Keep keeping you on your toes because that's a lot of uh, ability levels to start, you know. You, but the great thing is, is that you don't have, I mean, you don't have a feeder necessarily. So you're self-sustaining, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So you you create your own destiny, I guess, right? On that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, so uh, I know that you're uh, a big technology person. We're going to get to that. And uh, we're also going to talk about um just how you've kind of navigated through uh, some of the steps in your career. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of our listeners are younger listeners too. And, and they always want to know like, well, when should I move to a new job or how, you know, how does this all work? So maybe uh, some of your insight on that. And then also uh, for some of our teachers who are parents or thinking about becoming parents or like yourself, a relatively new parent. I mean, um, that, that would be great to, to hear how you're balancing that uh, as well. And, um, so, but, but before we go there, let's go back, let's back up a little bit. And, um, when you were at Kennesaw, um, you played, mm-hmm. you were piano was your main instrument. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and you also played cello and, uh, yeah. and, and all that. But, um, yeah, I remember, um, you know, there were, there were always, there were some challenges that you went through. And I know that you were like thinking about changing majors and this is like a very common thing in music school, but uh, can you maybe <laughs> elaborate a little bit on that and, you know, how you got through it? And, um, man, sometimes I wonder how, like, how did I get through it? You know, I think <laughs> back and um, mostly because of you. Let's, oh, let's I, appreciate there. That. I don't, I don't think I would have, um, had the like gumption to finish getting finish that degree if it wasn't for you uh showing up (laughs) oh well thank you uh you know i think you know we all have these challenges and um you know sometimes you do need that person um in your life just to like push you um and i think you know the level of confidence that you have now is 
it's crazy, like multiplied from what you had before. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it's sometimes you have that, that little bit of success, someone telling you to do that, you have that little bit of success, then that builds and builds and kind of snowballs. And I've, I've definitely seen that in you, um, you know, to be teaching at such a prestigious school now and, and, you know, just to getting everything, go, getting it and going for it is just, <laughs> is awesome. And, uh, it makes me very, very proud. Uh, of you, but also um, just to see that success story is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So when you now the yeah. other thing that's really interesting and um, it was eye opening to me and and a, a life changing thing that you helped me with was when you did your student teaching. Um, you had a very unique situation. Um, we had a very robust student teaching abroad program uh, at Kennesaw State, and uh, you went and did your student teaching down in Ecuador at a wonderful school and had some great teachers there. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about, about your experiences with that. It was, um, it was so like life changing and awesome. And like every other job or move I've made, like it was exactly the right place that I needed to be. And I didn't need know that I needed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got to go to a whole different continent and, um, <laughs> This was, you know, pre-Zoom. So it was kind of like you're just going off on your own and, you know, check in email and on the phone a few times and you got to come down and visit once. But it was an opportunity. I think I really appreciated feeling like I wasn't under the watchful eye of of people. I thought a lot of people really wanted me to fail. (laughs) Yeah, Um, sometimes sometimes it does feel that way. And I don't think I I don't think anybody wanted you to fail, but I think sometimes it can feel that way. And you get that overwhelmed. That's absolutely and, how I felt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I could see that a little bit, but um, yeah, it was a great move. And you had uh, again some some wonderful uh, co-teachers down there, and some some different experiences, mm-hmm. and and like the and the climate and the uh, just the environment that you were able to to uh, get into, and um, you got to do some general music too. I remember observing some of those mm-hmm. lessons and. Um, it was very cool. And for me, it was my opportunity to go to South America or actually anywhere besides the United States for the first time. You know, I've been to Mexico a little bit or whatever for vacation, but, um, you know, a real world experience. And then uh, the coolest part is they invited me to go back and I got to go back a year later and, and just do some presentations and and observe and, and uh, get to see more things. So it was definitely mm-hmm. uh for me, uh, an awesome experience. And I thank you for that because um, had you not gone there, I wouldn't have gone there. So, um, right, right. well, cool. And then, so when you, once you graduated, you, first, you, you moved, did you move immediately move to Texas or where, where were you? I forget. No, I did a, like, I did a long-term sub position in Charleston, South That's Carolina right. That's right. for a couple of months and then came back to Georgia and I taught in Cobb County for two years. That's right. At um, Floyd Middle School. Floyd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a is a Title One school, right? Very Title One. Yeah, mm-hmm. very Title One. And um, you know, you I think you learned a lot there. Tell us a little bit more yes, about I, you know some oh, of the yes, things. I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, your first that was my that was my first step into like a quote regular school because like I student taught at a private school, very small. Mm-hmm. And so I show up at Floyd, your typical Title I middle school, um, huge classes. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot really fast. <laughs> I think I learned more about um, like uh, classroom management and the routines and like the the nuts and bolts of running a classroom at that school. Yeah. Um, and I, 
I had such a great time. We had a great music department, great like colleagues to work with. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, I learned a lot <laughs> very fast. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, uh, the, the only way to really get that, that, get that training is just to be kind of thrown in there and, and doing it and to just do it, you know, just to do it. <laughs> and, uh, you, mm-hmm. you will, you will succeed and you will fail and you will fail again. And, uh, but that's, that's the way to do it. My, my first, uh, teaching assignment was at, um, I wouldn't call it a, a, a super tough school, but uh, definitely was um, not a perfect school by any means. And I remember my first year teaching, I had to actually um, run down a kid and tackle him because he had a switchblade in his sock. <laughs> and, uh, and then the security officer came and did the rest. But I actually like had to run after him through. We had uh, 2,500 kids at my first middle school in Las Vegas. And I just remember that like you learn a lot from those type of experiences and um, it's something yes, I'll never forget being, you know, 22 years old and uh, my first job, but, uh, but I, I'll never forget that. And I, and I cherish it. And I'm sure that um, in certain ways that you probably, you know, cherish those experiences as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yep. so then uh, after a couple of years in, in Cobb, you guys decided to take the big move and you moved to the great state of Texas and tell us where, where you were uh, when you first arrived there. Yeah, I, um, when I, we moved to Texas, um, because my husband is from Texas and then I had kind of heard, you know, you had always said Texas is the big leagues, you know, that's for you. (laughs) (laughs) They, um, which, um, interviewers always laugh when I say that I was like, yeah, Texas, it's the big leagues. And then, you know, they don't have that perception here, but it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the big catalyst for moving was I felt like I wasn't becoming a better orchestra teacher. Like I was a, becoming a better teacher, but mm-hmm. like I was looking to be a better string teacher. Right. So, um, you know, I cast my net to try and find a place here that was, that had those high standards, but that also had the kind of support. Mm-hmm. And I landed in Lake Highlands okay. at Lake Highlands junior high school in Richardson ISD. And again, without really knowing that much about it, it ended up being like the perfect spot for me at the time. And it worked out Um, for your husband. He's also a teacher. He teaches history. He teaches, he taught history and then he kind of took a left turn to the technology side. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But um, Richardson was really great because they're like the big tenant of the music department is vertical teaming. Mm. So you and your feeder pattern got so much time to work together and the high school directors, it was part of their job description to come down to the junior highs two times a week. So I got to work with other orchestra teachers, some really great orchestra teachers um, and spend four years there really learning as much from them, you know, as, as I did from anything else. Yeah. So as you go, you know, I, 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 give so much of my success uh, in, in the classroom to obviously other teachers too, because, you know, every place I've been, you learn, you, you just absorb and um, you know, you, you always want to strive to the next thing. Uh, and it was kind of that way with all the great mentors I've had um, over the years and people coming in, visiting the classroom, but also people I've been able to work with and band directors and choral directors. It's just been, it's, it's awesome how much you can pick up from just having awesome colleagues so mm-hmm. I think we've both been pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. So then you were there for four years and now, and then uh, this year you, you uh, decided to kind of look around and I know you had asked me yeah. a little bit about what did you think? And I said, you got to follow your heart and you kind of did. And 
you're happy and it worked out. Um, you know, yeah. but you always take a risk. You always take a chance when you're going to a new place, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's you. You don't know for sure if it's going to be perfect, but I mean, tell us a little bit about what led you to your decision to leave your middle school that you kind of had established after four years and take take a new yeah, place. Yeah, well. Um... COVID <laughs> will do, uh, it, you know, that really had a lot, like a lot of, put a lot of things into perspective as far as like time with family and like work-life balance. And, you know, I, I love and still love Lake Highlands and I, I love the schools that I was at, but um, it was, I was looking, starting to think about because COVID had paused everything, Sure, you know, no events, no concerts, no nothing. And it was when we were starting to plan for the next um, school year. And like I, now I had a young kid and it was the number of like events that I had to be at. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like three or four days a week. And right. Yeah. You're going to miss a lot of time. Season. And how, mm-hmm. how old, how old is your, uh, your child now? He is um, just over a year old. Okay. So yeah, almost this is a, just almost a year and a half, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. So you're busy Get he's getting around, getting into things. Yeah. <laughs> Child proof the home. Um, yep. So, yeah. So that's definitely something that, you know, um, everybody out there listening to, you know, you take in consideration is how much extra time is this going to take? Um, you know, and for me, that was uh, a big part of my decision to uh, leave university life as well was, you know, I was having to travel and do all this stuff so that I could, you know, get tenure and, and um, <laughs> remain, you know, um, valid um, within the, the teaching, you know, profession and, and still be out there and, you know, recruit for the university and whatnot. And uh, I just realized like, you know, after doing that for so long, it was, it was definitely taking a toll on how much time I had with my kids. And, you know, I coach baseball and, and I did that, you know, during that time, but it's very hectic and being away, you know, uh, evenings and the youth orchestra I did and take away my Sundays. And so, you know, sometimes you have to, it, it's, it's difficult as it can be. Um, you have to draw that line and you have to, um, maybe turn down opportunities that, you know, are great for your profession, but, you know, your family's got to come first. And so uh, it sounds like you do that. So you have a little less responsibility now in the evenings at your new school. Yes. You know, cause that's the, the benefit of the, the magnet school is we're coming from all over the district. Um, so after school isn't really after an school. option because yeah, right. they get on the bus and have to go to many different places. So mm-hmm. um, not just, I, they I can't can just keep... pick up the kid after school and, you know, if you have an, a rehearsal or whatever, yeah, you can't right. do that. You know, mm-hmm. and it's working parents. And I mean, Dallas is so huge. Some yeah. of those girls catch the bus at six o'clock in the morning for a nine o'clock start time. Wow. You know, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's really big. So and I'm sure, getting, um, home I'm is, able I'm sure to, getting home is the same. You know, they're getting home late too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm able to keep everything within the school day, which has been really nice to just be able to leave at 4.30 and head home. That's you your know, day. Yeah. Have my home life. Yep. And, uh, so your, your child is, your son is in uh, daycare. In the yeah, day. He's in daycare. Yep. Yep. That's, that's difficult too. you know, trying, you don't want them to be there too much, but you know, you got to work and, and, uh, and so. he loves it. So Good. he'll go, he'll go grab the keys off the, you know, if we're getting too late to leave, he'll go grab the keys and run to the door. Like it's, it's time to go. He, oh, he enjoys it. Wow. So. That's cute. That's yeah. cute. That's always super nice. And um, 
Well, this is great. So um, any uh, any tips besides, you know, trying to find something that where you have less less outside of uh, school hours responsibilities or any other tips that you've uh, come across or things that you would want to share with, you know, new parents or, you know, obviously uh, when you were, you know, thinking about starting a family, you had some things running through your head of, you know, what, how is this going to impact me or what do I do? Or do you have anything that you want to share or things that you had thought about before or during, um, you know, when you first had your, 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 your son, that, those kind of things? Yeah. Um, I mean, just the, the advice is if it doesn't have to get done right now, it, it's okay to leave it. It's not, you don't have to do it. So, um, you know, just even, even at my old job when and I felt like I had a lot going on, it was to, at the end of the day, just make that priority list and get what has to get done, done. And then, you know, you can prioritize and save the rest for another time. Yep. You know, like it'll still be there. Like, <laughs> That's right. Maybe your your library doesn't need to be a hundred percent in alphabetical order as long as you can find what you need. You know, yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's great, great advice. Uh, definitely, um, you know, leave it if you can. Right. Yeah. Um, good, good. And then, um, you know, uh, both of us have this in common, but we're both kind of technology people. Um, tell us some of the, the things that you use regularly. Um, and, uh, if there's apps or equipment or whatever that you use regularly with your, with your students or any websites or resources that you uh, find are like, I can't live without. Orchestrateacher.net, um, oh, <laughs> your website. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm really enjoying my classroom now. Um, is the smallest classroom I've like full classroom I've ever been in, but I, it's been really cool. We have Promethean boards mm-hmm. in Dallas ISD, which um, run Android software. Oh. So it's a touchscreen board. Um, and so you can run Android apps on it, but I am really, all my other projections have been too far away or too far up on the ceiling where mm. I haven't been able to utilize the touch. Like the interactive. But yeah. I have, yeah, I have really been, it's nice that now I, I can like lean back from my podium and poke stuff on my board. <laughs> so I have this um, keynote presentation with like all these buttons. And basically it, I like made my own app for cool. the Promethean mm-hmm. board. So like we want to start a G major scale. I can just push the button behind me and it starts a G major scale or okay. you know, I want to run a metronome track or um, for the beginners tracks to go along with their book. Like I can just walk over and tap it or students yeah. can walk over and, kind of lead things through which has been really it's been really awesome to use that yeah so that you're just automating things you're speeding up the process Mm -hmm. of of starting things it's fantastic uh and for those that don't know keynote keynote is a mac um version of powerpoint so i'm sure you can do some of the same things in powerpoint um but i I prefer keynote as well but uh, just uh, it's a personal preference and uh, one of those things. But that sounds great. So and I had I had seen um, and I didn't know that the Prometheus boards ran the Android apps. So I'd seen that you had um, uh, the Staff Wars up there, <laughs> kids doing some like note identification yes. and whatnot. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, yeah. Which it's harder on the like the big screen, you know, the short little arms trying to like get oh. all the different notes. It was <laughs> a That's little fun. bit of a it's workout a little workout. Yeah, it's a workout. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Um, and uh, any anything else that um, that you use like every single day? Are you uh, do you have your scores on your iPad or are you um, are you using paper? I do. Okay, yeah. I'm on my iPad, um, which can also project to the board, and 
that's really nice to be able to not only show like the stacked scores, so you can be like, we're following this line down the score, like, mm-hmm. um, and rhythmic lining their rhythms up with people around them. Some kids really like being able to see that vertical. But then it's they need also to see really that vertical nice alignment because to... they they miss yeah. that when they're looking at their own part. You know, yes, they do. Uh-huh. And then it's nice. To, I also have their parts so that if we're writing something in, like we can flip over to their part, and I'm showing them exactly how I would mark it. And because you know, you can say mark your part, and then they'll just kind of look at you like I don't know how or what so it's nice to be able to just turn the page really quick and show them model the exactly board. what you want them to put in yeah mm-hmm. so my thing is uh, like I, I like you guys all have eight million things going on in your life you are not going to remember to you know yep. this, this dynamic or this staccato or whatever so you need to mark it you need to circle it you need to and i bought a class set of uh highlighters like i think there's like 96 in a pack and it was super cheap on amazon and, uh, and, uh, I said, here are the highlighters. Like, if you want to use them for dynamics, here's how I mark mine in my, you know, my iPad score and how I highlight my dyna- dynamics. Um, and so, or, you know, we're doing those color coded finger patterns as well. So, um, I have a highlight, you know, if there's a finger pattern highlight, okay, you're using the, you know, one, two pattern, it's this color and the two, three patterns, this color. And, uh, that's been pretty helpful too, just to get kids to remember things because, Last thing, they, last thing we want to do is, yeah. The last thing we want to do is have to reteach uh, everything. Which, you know, after yep. the long Thanksgiving break, I'm sure we're going to go back and have to reteach a bunch of things. Um, mm-hmm. You have a winter. You have a winter concert coming up after the break. Then, yep, Thursday after the break. Oh, wow! Right after the break. Okay, I'm the Thursday yeah. after the, yours, so I'm the ninth. But uh, yeah, it's it's always hard after the break. It's like. Did you remember anything that we worked on? <laughs> yeah, the benefit of magnet school kids is they might not remember it, but they'll figure it out, you know, on that first day yeah. back. So it'll yeah. come back really quick, which has been been really nice. <laughs> Sounds like you have some amazing students. So <laughs> uh-huh. that's great. That's great. And then um, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? I mean, we, we talked a little bit about getting through, you know, you're finding your way through your, uh, your career mm-hmm. and making some of those decisions and, um, you know, a little bit about technology. Um, and then now you have your, your son, um, which is amazing. Um, what are you, what are you, uh, looking at, you know, as far as the future, or, you know, maybe, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how COVID kind of impacted, uh, well, I guess this is, this, this is your first year at this school. Yes. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. you started, you know, kind of at the, the end of COVID, are you guys uh, masked or unmasked right now? Or Currently, we're still masked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our, our district is very um, conservative about those like precautions. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it going away um, until, like they said, they'll reevaluate yeah. at, over winter break. But I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be the last district to take them off, which is fine by me. Um, sure. You know, it's been... With these the girls at my school, there's no issues with compliance. You know, if they all wear their mask, and it's it's not been too big of an impact on us. You know, string players. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we uh, lifted ours uh, maybe I don't know three or four weeks ago now, Mm -hmm. and um, for me, uh, it has just changed my teaching so much. It has changed the response (laughs) of my students so much, and my ability to effectively. Um, communicate, particularly when conducting, but also just giving directions. And and most of my students, honestly, a lot of them are still wearing masks, not all of them, but a lot of them still um, are. 
and uh, that's fine. You know, whatever they want to do. But for me, it's just been it's been like the the first day when we had the, when they lifted the mask mandate, and I was conducting without one. Um, and teaching with that one, it just changed everything. It was like, wow, okay, this is what it's like because we had come back to school and it was, you know, heartwarming to have my students back in the classroom uh, this year right. after, you know, being a remote and hybrid last year with only 15% of my students face-to-face. Um, but right. so when everybody came in, it was great, but I also still felt like there was still something missing and it's that personal, that personal connection. Yeah. And when, you know, and I can't see all my students' faces yet, but some of them, and already it just it has made a huge difference in the way that I communicate with them, the way that I can read their nonverbal cues. You know, yes. you can only get so much from the eyes, you know. And so, um, um, it's exciting um, that we're continuing on a on that downward trend, and hopefully, um, you know, students will start feeling more comfortable. And obviously, um, a lot of my students are vaccinated and whatnot too. So, hopefully, all that will continue on its downward spiral and we'll get back to official the official yes. normal the real normal real um, real normal the real yeah. normal um but we'll see how that goes but um i'm just i'm just delighted that we're able to have every kid in and, and we, you know we had mm-hmm. our, our, an outdoor concert for the fall and we're doing a, a regular concert indoor concert in the auditorium uh, in a couple of weeks here and it's just fantastic it's fantastic mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's nice to after two years, well, a year and a half of just not really getting to do anything. It really kind of sucks the joy out of um, a performing arts class when you're missing that performance aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So I know um, my students are super excited to like, for some of them, it's going to be their first concert. Like it's the first time they've been able to play. And uh, like the the buzz is that they're just like so thrilled and yeah. They're like asking to decorate the whole auditorium and, you know, they're so excited. The to excitement like is up there. And that, that's what that's, they're doing. Right. And that's what, you know, we want for our students. My son uh, is in seventh grade now and uh, he just had his first concert a few weeks ago and, uh, you know, he didn't get to do any in his first year playing in sixth grade. So uh, it was just really cool uh, to to be there for the live concert and, um, see him, you know, going for it and, you know, playing Dragon Hunter and all the, all, all the normal classic. beginning We're level classic tunes, you know, and, um, but it was just really cool to be able to see him do that and, um, kind of be on the opposite side of the podium, um, yeah. uh, with, with, with your own child, you know, so, um, and, uh, it, it was definitely something that, that I'm, I'm loving. I'm glad that he's doing and, um, never, never pushed him, never, uh, anything like that. So it was all on his own, uh, accord that he signed up and wanted to play. And he started playing cello. And then after a semester, he's like, I think I want to play violin. We're like, okay. Just, and so bought him a violin <laughs> and he's tearing it up. He loves it. So it's good. It's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I, know. Uh, I, I can't wait. I can wait for that. I'm like, slow down, don't grow up so fast, but I can't wait for that moment either. Right, right, right. And, and trust me, it does go fast and it keeps getting faster uh, every all the time, all the time. So, well, uh, Rachel, thank you so much uh, for being um, on the on the show. And I hope that you uh, and your family uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, and is this going to be his first Thanksgiving? Because was he born in after- his second Thanksgiving, but first okay. one that he'll be aware for. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. 
But I hope you guys yeah. have a wonderful, uh, wonderful Thanksgiving and a break. And for everybody listening out there, the same to you all. Uh, Thanksgiving blessings um, from uh, Rachel Woods and the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. But um, just wanted to thank you again for being a, a great guest and uh, appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for having me. We will see you next time on the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Thank you for listening. For additional resources and more information, please visit the Orchestra Teacher website at www.orchestrateacher.net.